What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation podcast. I am Rob Stats Carrera, and okay, we made it. The quarterback decision is made. All that stress and angst and worry, that's all over with now. They have made the pick. It is Trey Lance. And by the way, just before we get rolling here, I want to thank everybody that joined in the Niners Nation live broadcast of uh, the Niners pick last night that we did with everybody, all the Niners Nation guys and a couple other folks as well. It was a massive success. We really appreciate it. We're going to try and continue to do more live broadcasts going forward. Uh, So we're glad you like it and uh, stick with us because we're going to have plenty more as the offseason continues here. By the way, rate, review, and subscribe also to the Niners Nation Podcast Network in case you cannot watch the live stream. So the Niners have their guy now. And, of course, yesterday Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch spoke to the media after the pick. So what I want to do today is play a bunch of sound from those press conferences. You may not have had a chance to watch them. You probably went to sleep. So I'll play the best pieces for you. And then I'll react to them because there's a lot that I think we can learn from what they said. Let's start right off the bat. And Kyle Shanahan had to address a bunch of different things. And he kind of said the thing that they all say after a pick is made. But I still think it's worth playing. Here's Kyle from yesterday's press conference when he said that Trey Lance was the guy they wanted all along. We've been very high on Trey since the beginning, since day one. And yes, the person everyone else is speculating about, we liked him too. Um, but it was just, honestly, to go through this whole process where, you know, no one has known my friends, coaches, anybody, um, how John and I feel and how we felt this whole time. And we do that because you don't want to sway people in this building. Um, you want everyone to give you just work their butts off and give you their honest info. And that's why we don't share at all how we felt. So two things jumped out to me there. The first thing is. I like that Kyle plays things so close to the vest because he wants to also examine his organization and examine the people working with him. I like the fact that he's always kind of looking at that and evaluating guys and saying, okay, I like what this guy's doing. This guy's not being honest with me. This guy maybe is leaking things to the media. I like that he's always sort of self-scouting. So that's very good. Uh, Second of all, You know, everybody always says we always got the guy we wanted. The only time I can ever think of where a team didn't say they they got the guy they wanted was when the Cowboys drafted Dak Prescott because they did not want Dak Prescott. He was not their original choice, but the guy they wanted in the first round didn't fall to them, and so they ended up, they settled, quote-unquote, for Dak Prescott. Sort of worked out for them, I would say. Uh, Another thing Kyle Shanahan said was he seemed a little annoyed by all the speculation about wanting Mac Jones and how the 49ers wanted Mac Jones, I, I kind of was under the impression that he didn't care what anybody said about him. But the past couple days this week, he really does care. He said he goes on social media, he checks it out. So he's kind of got rabbit ears a little bit. And he talked about the perception that he wanted Mac Jones. I was in Mexico the day we made the trade. <laughs> and, you know, within hours, you know, there's at least two people who are out there speculating that their opinions are they think we're taking Mac Jones. And ever since then, I've kind of just watched every single person assume that that was accurate and that that those weren't opinions, those were facts. And we didn't feel that way from the beginning. I wouldn't have said there's no chance we won enough. We were going to go through this process, and we wouldn't have, I would have never have said it couldn't have ended up being him. But I know how we felt about Trey the whole time. And to watch that happen and to kind of watch everyone just assume you know, because a couple people say something, that's exactly how you feel. 
we weren't going to work to correct that at all. Um, I thought that could be an advantage for us. And he's right. Let's be honest. It was an advantage. Anytime you have more information than your competition, you have an advantage. And the 49ers were very aware of that. And I like that they didn't try and push back right away. They were just like, all right, that's what people are saying. Let's go ahead and let them think that. It's only going to help us. That's what the smart front offices and the smart organizations do. So I liked seeing that from Kyle. Um, and I'm super glad it's not Trey Lance, by the way, but I don't want people to fall into that trap. I've gotten a lot of messages from fans on Twitter and from Michelle Majuk, who I do the podcast with on Fridays. And she said, how relieved are you that it wasn't Mac Jones? How happy, how excited are you that it wasn't Mac Jones? I don't think that we should look at it that way. Like, yes, I'm glad that they have a mobile quarterback because I think that's something that this offense has sincerely missed. But you shouldn't look at the guy that this team traded three first-round picks plus to get. And you shouldn't look at your first-round draft pick, the potential leader of your team for the next decade, and think, well, I'm just glad it wasn't this other guy. Like, be excited that they picked and they have Trey Lance. Don't just be excited that it's not somebody else, that it's not Mac Jones. Be excited for the guy you actually got. And I know a lot of people are going to say that, oh, they should have got Justin Fields and he was there. I know Niner Nate was like visibly just deflated in the live stream broadcast, which you can still go and check out on the Niners Nation YouTube page and uh, Facebook page. If you want to go see it, it's about 41 minutes into the broadcast. He's just like deflated. He was on board the Justin Fields train. And I get that like we all pick out our guy, but Let's be honest. Were you really evaluating Trey Lance going up into this process? Like, did you really watch a lot of North Dakota State film? Be honest with yourself. You didn't. Come on. I didn't. And it's my job. I'm going to go back now and watch a lot of the highlights and and a lot more of the film breakdowns. But, like, give this guy a chance here. Be excited for the guy you actually got. You wouldn't do that, right? Like, if you were in a relationship with somebody, you wouldn't be like, well, at least I didn't end up in a relationship with this other person. Like, no, you got to be happy with the person you have. So now go look back, study up. I suggest going back to the Shanna Plan, Trey Lance episode, Kyle Posey, Nakash Anavarathan broke it all down very nicely. Listen to the strengths, listen to the weaknesses. And obviously I'm going to play more from Kyle Shanahan from last night and make up your own mind. But don't just be, number one, mad it wasn't Justin Fields. Number two, happy it wasn't Mac Jones. Be happy that you have Trey Lance. Now, speaking of Trey Lance, a lot of people were under the impression that the Niners were going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, if not last night on Thursday night, well, then maybe at some point on Friday or at least through the weekend because Kyle Shanahan made that comment about, well, I can't guarantee that everybody's going to even be alive on Sunday, let alone be on our roster. He actually was asked about that and asked about Jimmy Garoppolo And he he had a pretty honest answer, I thought. I was kind of happy with what he said. I thought it made sense. Here's Kyle reacting to the, well, I don't know if anyone's going to be alive on Sunday comment. I totally bombed that on Monday. I hated how that came off. I I talked to Jimmy about it right away. I didn't realize it when I did it. A person I have a relationship with who sometimes when he asks me what I think is a silly question, sometimes I mess with him back, and that's kind of what I was doing. And that was between me and that guy. I had nothing to do with Jimmy when I said I didn't know if we'd be alive on Sunday. I was just trying not to get my typical answer of, guys, anybody can be traded. If you get a bunch of ones, John should trade me, and I shouldn't be here on Sunday. Uh, That's the answer for every person on our team. Okay, so he screwed it up. He admitted 
he screwed it up. I'm totally fine with that. You know what? That happens, right? Like, nobody's perfect. I like the fact that he didn't try and, you know, massage it or anything. He just flat out said, I screwed it up. I called Jimmy Garoppolo back and, and tried to smooth it over. I'm a little surprised we haven't heard anything from Jimmy. Like, hey, get me out of here. Stop disrespecting me. Something like that. I don't love that. Like, where's a little fire from Jimmy Garoppolo? Give me something. You know, there were a lot of thoughts that he didn't come back and play at the end of last year because he kind of knew that his time in San Francisco was ending and he didn't want to get any more hurt or hurt again. Well, he's not acting like a guy that wants out. You know, reports are that he immediately reached out to the 49ers to get Trey Lance's number so that he could contact Trey and just congratulate him and welcome him to the team, which is a nice thing to do. Don't get me wrong. But I also wouldn't mind seeing Jimmy say, hey, don't take this rookie. Go pound sand. I got to the Super Bowl. I'm the guy. And the fact that he hasn't said that to me, I don't know, just kind of doesn't sit well with me. Kyle, of course, was asked about the future of Jimmy Garoppolo and whether or not he was going to get traded. And contrary to what we thought was going to happen when Kyle spoke earlier in the week, he kind of intimated that Jimmy's going to be sticking around. If he isn't here on Sunday, I would be disappointed because Jimmy Jimmy is a quarterback who's played one year and took us to a Super Bowl um, and played at a very high level. He's had some fortunate injuries, but I believe in Jimmy as a person, and he's shown what he can do on tape. Now, we made this move, so it's obvious what... Um, what I hope and what I believe in with this guy coming in. But it would be a very tough situation if Jimmy's not on our team. Like, I think I want Jimmy to be here. So that leads me to believe that they are not going to move off of Jimmy. Maybe Kyle does kind of buy into the idea that Lance needs a little seasoning. Uh, but here's the thing with that. And I think this is something that I can't remember who it was. I hope they forgive me. I want to say it was Kyle Posey. I'm not sure who it was. But Lance only had one game in 2020 because of the pandemic. He's got 17 career starts in college. If you're going to try and sit him for a year, like that's basically two years with no football. This guy's 20 years old. He needs the reps. He needs the experience. To me, the answer is not let him sit out and learn. The answer is you got to get in there. Like you can't learn how to drive a car by watching somebody else do it. You get in the driver's seat. You turn the ignition and you learn how to drive that thing. And yeah, you're going to dent a couple doors. Like that's inevitable. You know, your bumper is going to get dinged or something. You're still learning how to figure this out. But that's going to happen whenever you get in the car. If you get in the car at 21, 16, 31, 51, that's just part of the deal. So why not get him in early? Get him in as soon as you can and let's see him drive this thing. So hopefully... The Niners do that. Uh, Kyle did say later in the press conference that if it becomes a quarterback competition, that he's all for it, that he would be excited for it. So by no means did he say Garoppolo's definitely going to be the starter. That is not something that came out of his mouth. So my hope is that the Niners kind of do a thing that a lot of teams do, especially teams that draft a quarterback very high. Sometimes they they make this claim that, oh, it's going to be a competition, and you know we'll see, because they like the appearance of not just handing the kid the keys, right? They like the appearance of, no, he earned it, right? Especially not only to the media and to the fans, but to the locker room as well. They, you know, players don't like necessarily when guys just get handed stuff. They like players to pay the iron price, so to speak, if you're a Game of Thrones fan. You know, you got to earn it. And so this way here, if Kyle says, hey, we got a quarterback competition and then Trey wins it, it just looks better all around instead of looking like, hey, we drafted this guy high, we're going to give him the keys. You know they're going to give him the keys. 
they traded three first-round picks. Like, he's going to be the starter. It's just a question of how soon. And let's be honest, even if he goes into the season with the intention of letting Jimmy Garoppolo start, like, the dude gets hurt all the time. He could be hurt in week two again, and Trey Lance could be coming in anyway. So he's going to play this season. I think he's going to play from week one on. I still wouldn't be stunned if Jimmy was traded, but I think that Lance is going to be in there for sure sooner rather than later. One of the big knocks on Trey Lance, and it's something that Michelle Maju brought up last Friday when she was arguing that if it wasn't Justin Fields, that maybe you should want Mac Jones because he's a lot more accurate than Trey Lance. That has been sort of the big knock on him is that One, he had guys running wide open with North Dakota State. And number two is he's just not accurate enough. Even with those wide open guys, he's not, he might be completing some of the passes, but he's not putting the balls in the right spot that let guys run after the catch and maximize the fact that they are open, which is a huge part of Kyle's scheme. Like you have to do that. That's the whole scheme is centered around putting the ball in the hands of your playmakers and letting them run after the catch. So it's not surprising that Kyle was asked about Trey Lance's accuracy, what surprised me was Kyle's answer to that question. I think you can help people with accuracy. Um, I think accuracy is going to come down to the person. Um, I always try to help people with accuracy by getting their feet in the right spots and doing things like that. I'm never going to sit there and demonstrate or try to pretend to tell him exactly how he needs to throw it. I try to get his feet in the right spot, his eyes in the right spot, because I think if you're in a balanced position and you're in the club as an NFL thrower, you will be. If things get off and you're not, your feet aren't under you, your accuracy is going to follow. Um, so you always hear it from me. But if someone struggles with that, it, you got to count on the person to put the work in in the offseason. Um, where do they go to some of these guys? They work on it January to April, and then they get back with us, and it's about tying your arm into your feet and into a rhythm of an offense. I love how honest Kyle Shanahan is with some of this stuff. Like, I was expecting him to say, like, hey, he's got some things to do and we'll work on it. He basically said, if a guy's going to get better accuracy-wise, it's going to be on him. I love that. Like, that's really refreshing to me, and I'll take his word for it. There are a ton of uh, quarterback coaches. Obviously, John Beck is somebody that Lance worked with at the 49ers' request. Jordan Palmer does stuff. Tom House is, of course, Brady's guy for years and years and years. There are guys out there that can help you fine-tune the mechanics. Now, I personally don't think that you can make a huge, massive jump in accuracy. I know that Josh Allen did to me. He's like the ultimate outlier, and we'll see if that continues, by the way, or if it was a one-year wonder. But usually these guys have so many reps in and so much muscle memory that it's really hard for them to change that. And I think that kind of goes to Kyle's point that if you're going to do that, the only way is if you just put in the time and the reps and do it again and again and sort of rewrite that uh, that muscle memory. Uh, so I agree that it is sort of on the guy. Now, the two things that maybe make you feel good about Lance improving his accuracy is one – He doesn't have as much muscle memory as some of these other guys because he just flat out hasn't thrown that many passes. I think he has less than 400 passes thrown in his entire college career. So that could actually, you know, it's sort of a knock in the pre-draft process, but it could sort of be a benefit now when you're talking about changing mechanics and relearning certain things to make your footwork and whatnot to make yourself more accurate. So that could be a good thing. The other thing is... Lance seems like a guy who's self-motivated. He seems like a guy who's eager to perfect his craft. And honestly, that's exactly the type of personality you want as a quarterback. I'd have no idea what Justin Fields' personality was like or Mac Jones or Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence or any of these guys. But from the limited window I've had, I talked with Lance a little bit, uh, obviously this week and just the interviews I've seen with him, he does seem like a guy that's willing to put in that time which is awesome. 
because if that's the only way it's going to get better, no one's going to be able to force him to do that. He's going to have to do it on his own, and hopefully he is a guy that does do that. Um, Like I said, I did talk to Trey Lance this week with Kyle Posey, and I wanted to know, because I said he, he worked with John Beck, so I wanted to know basically what did John Beck work on with him? Because to me, when the 49ers ask you to work with John Beck, they want to see you do certain things. They want to see if you improve in certain areas, and they want to see if you can do the things that they're going to ask you to do in their offense. So when I talked to Trey Lance earlier this week, I asked him, what did you work on with John Beck? And he gave a pretty honest answer. We focused a lot on my lower body uh, when I was out there with John in, in California, and uh, getting my lower body going. Uh, and really, you know, m- my biggest thing was I wasn't using my lower body as much as I could. Um, so it's just getting mus- the most out of my throws and getting the most out of uh, of my ability. So that's something I definitely want to keep an eye on going forward. How does his lower body look? Dizzy lining it up? Do his feet match the target? That kind of thing. Because, uh, you know, I worked with Chris Sims for years at NBC Sports. He's a big throwing mechanics guy. And he talked about one of his big issues with Justin Fields is that his feet don't always align with his upper body and it causes his throws to get a little wonky. Let's see if Trey Lance can correct that and see if he continues to work on it. Uh, by the way, if you want to hear the whole interview, it's about 15 minutes that Kai, KP and I did with Trey Lance. It's on the Niners Nation podcast feed. You should definitely go and check that out. Got a lot of good feedback on that from a lot of different places. We appreciate the love on that one. Um, And it was fun to talk to Trey, obviously, before the biggest day of his life to this point. The other thing that Kyle talked about, and probably the last thing that I want to play, is a question about his dad. Because I had speculated about this a lot, first and foremost, that I think that Mike Shanahan was a huge influence on the process there was an article that came out last, uh, in 2019 rather during the playoffs about how Mike Shanahan has a hookup, a video hookup that he could see every practice, every drill, basically every everything that the 49ers are doing from his own home. I think it was Matt Mayoko or somebody once said that Mike Shanahan doesn't have an office at the 49ers headquarters because he doesn't need one. Like that's how tied in he is to this. And so I said that Mike Shanahan was going to be a huge influence on who this is this uh, pick was going to be. It clearly talks with Kyle every day. And I'm glad that in the press conference after the pick was made, Kyle was asked exactly how much influence did Mike Shanahan have? And he kind of got a little defensive. The speculation of my dad is crazy. Um, I have a dad who I love more than anything, who loves football too. Um, Every building I've been in, um, going back to Tampa Bay, Jim Gruden used to come in with us all the time. Dads love to be around football, and my dad does probably more than most, um, and he really enjoys watching it. Um, So every year, going on the fifth year in a row, my dad's come out in April for three weeks to come watch what we're all watching because we just sit in a room, 30 of us, and watch college players all day. And it's something that's I feel very fortunate that I have with my dad. I think a lot of people want to have with their dad. Some people go golfing together. It's really cool that my dad can come and watch football with us. But to think that... He's part of this evaluation and stuff. Is um, It's the same as I kind of feel about everything else. I'm not mad at anyone for it, but when people make speculations and we don't come out and say exactly whether it's right or wrong, then I get how it takes on um, legs and goes all these directions. First, Kyle, that's not a defense. Like, you didn't shut it down and say he's not part of the evaluation process. You defended the fact that your dad is so involved. The first thing you said was, well, everywhere I've ever been, you know, John Gruden's dad was walking around. Like, 
That is not a defense. That is not you responding to that direct question. If anything, you're feeding into the idea that your dad did have a big influence in the pick because you're saying, hey, everybody else does it anyway. You know, and you admitted how much time you spend together watching film of these guys and breaking these guys down. What, are you going to watch a film for all those hours you talked about and then not ask him what he thinks and then not get his input? So whether you acknowledge it or not, clearly Mike Shanahan has an influence on it. And, you know, I think that he kind of didn't want to say that because I didn't think he wanted to expose his dad to that kind of criticism and himself in a way. Uh, but to me, it was blatantly obvious just by his answer there that clearly Mike did have a big influence in who was picked. And the other thing I could I wanted to say about that is you could kind of tell, you can hear it in the clip that somebody is like shuffling and moving around. That somebody is John Lynch because Lynch is a lot more media savvy than Kyle. And John Lynch could tell from Kyle's answer what he was doing, the fact that he wasn't exactly putting that fire out and he kept wanting to interject but Kyle kept talking, so John couldn't do it. Eventually, Kyle stopped talking, and John did try and clean it up a little bit by saying, hey, Mike doesn't offer his opinion very often, and he's got two Super Bowls, and he's a super smart guy. And yeah, He tried to smooth it over, but I could tell that Lynch was uncomfortable with what Kyle was saying and, and wanted him to sort of take a different path there. But Kyle did not shut that down at all, and... That's just going to be the way it is. I mean, every coach, every GM has outside influences. It's not like Kyle Shanahan is the only one. But clearly, Mike Shanahan is an outside influence, and clearly Kyle is okay with that, and he was a little defensive about it. So that's sort of the roundup from the press conference after round one. Uh, we are going to be here with you all weekend long. We're going to be reacting to every single pick. Kyle Posey and I and maybe some others are going to be hopping on to break down these guys and react to what we've seen. We'll have a full draft recap, of course, after it's over. You want to stay locked into the Niners Nation Podcast Network all weekend long and, and all week, all offseason, really. We're going to be here for you every single day. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Like I said, we've gotten a lot of good feedback from what we've done recently. We are going to keep pumping out the content for you. If you ever have a question for us or a comment, please leave it in your review, and we will be happy to answer it in the pod. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. Enjoy the rest of the draft, and we'll talk to you later today when the Niners make their picks.